I'm back. <laughs> to close the door. I had to close the door. Okay. Uh, what's going on, everybody? It's Monday. It's Monday all day. And I am here. I'm excited to be here. It is the best place to be. I was going to try and adjust my camera, but I can't. Can I? No. Uh, a little bit. There we go. That's better. Uh, I hope you had a great weekend. Because I did. Hey, uh, this is Ask a Traffic Cop, that show on the internet that answers your traffic and police questions for a full hour, uh, Monday to Friday. Because that's what we're all about. I well, I just, I say that, and then I got to test something. Hang on, let's test something. Yeah, it's working. Cool. Instagram is joining us now. Wait, no, it's not. Come on. Where's the camera? <laughs> it, I, it would work. There we go. Okay, Instagram is joining us now. Uh, if you uh, missed us on the weekend, we were at the most magical fan expo. It was fantastic. I had fun. I met so many people who watched the show. And uh, if you're watching today, it was a pleasure meeting you all. I, 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 if you're watching on, uh, if you go to my uh, traffic, sorry, it's uh, my, my handle is called Voiceover Cop. Too many things going on here. If you go to my channel on, uh, is it called a channel? On Instagram? Anyway. I have photos there from some of the folks that uh, that came by the booth to say hello. So nice to meet you all. Uh, if you're watching and you don't know how to engage and interact or you don't even know where we're broadcasting, obviously the channel you're seeing this on is one of them, but we're on TikTok, YouTube, Twitch, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Kick, and the platform formerly known as Twitter, the X. Still doesn't roll off the tongue, just saying. Uh, if you want to ask us questions, you can ask us questions basically anywhere except on X because it still doesn't work. But we uh, we, we have uh, my wife, Leo wife, who is in the uh, the chat on TikTok and is taking questions and putting them over onto uh, Restream, which is a service that allows us to broadcast everywhere. So uh, Tracy, uh, good morning. Uh, my wife, good morning. Joker, morning from London, Ontario. New user. I don't remember seeing your uh, your username before, so welcome to the uh, to the chat. And please, as a message from uh, Akila Draconis, who says, happy birthday, Amy. Uh, a message to Amy. Who's Amy? I don't know who Amy is, but, I, but good morning. Uh, oh, please wish Amy a happy birthday. So that came in as a request on TikTok, but happy birthday, Amy, and uh, good morning to the Grinch. And yes, it was it was Akela who was seconding the happy birthday to Amy. Have we talked about Amy enough yet? <laughs> Either way, happy birthday. I hope you have a fantastic day. And a message brought to you by Akela Draconis. Please don't spam. If you spam in the chat, you may find yourself muted or blocked or or. Both. I don't know. That could happen. Could you be both? Either way, we don't want to block anybody. We'd like everyone to come play in the sandbox and stick around for the show because the goal is to answer your traffic and police questions. But if if you're if you're impacting other people's opportunities by spamming, well, that's that's not okay. Good morning, Emma. T.cop loves spam. I've never actually tried spam. Uh, apparently, it's very high in salt. So what does it say? What does it what does it contain here? Uh, 21% fat. Uh, and, and 30% trans fat? No. How does it? No. Oh, it's the percentage. Okay. Uh, carbohydrates, zero. Sugars, 1%. 560 milligrams of salt. 24% of your daily value. I'm not eating this band, but I will keep this until it disintegrates. And apparently, canned food lasts forever. Oh, okay. It's, it's, 
it's it's my my wife's friend Amy. It's her birthday. Uh, Tim Shallow, good morning, Sean. My wife gave me the gift you gave her for me. Uh, I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Well, you're very welcome, Tim. So a little backstory, if you go on to uh, my Instagram, voiceover cop Instagram, you'll see uh, Tim's wife and son uh, who were there at the show and I got to meet, but Tim was a, a no-show, probably doing stuff other than, you know, Fan Expo stuff. Anyway, it was it was an absolute pleasure meeting your family. They were lovely, and uh, it, it, I was only sad that you weren't there. Okay, um, <laughs> Michael wants to know if the spam is going to expire. I, I don't know, and it doesn't matter because I'm not going to eat it. When is this expiring? Uh, 2047, no, 2025. Is it really an expiry? I thought that stuff lasts forever. Okay. Um, okay. Wait, wait, it, okay. Nikola says, missed Fan Expo, but we all know what cosplay outfit, or what his cosplay outfit would have been. Yes, there was a large contingent of very talented cosplayers. And I say very talented because anyone can put on a costume and play, but these people make their own stuff. And uh, some of the engineering and creativity is just awesome. Truly, truly impressive. And there's a reason I don't wear costumes because I don't have that talent. I don't, I don't think I don't think I can spend the the amount of time. If somebody had a, had full on Iron Man articulated like animatronic, yeah, light up, motorized. It was cool. Uh, Usman Muhammad uh, wants to know why is lane splitting for motorists illegal? I assume you mean motorcycles. Uh, it's illegal because it's unsafe. In fact. Uh, very unsafe. I know some places say that it's safe. I disagree with those people in those places. Uh, in California, where they say it's legal, they even say it's incredibly unsafe because it is. Now, there's a couple of things. There are three potential charges we could lay. Uh, careless driving being the lowest, uh, which is still serious, but the lowest impact one to the, uh, to the rider. Uh, then it goes to stunt and then dangerous driving because it's not just driving between cars and, and, and splitting a lane. It is putting yourself at a, well, sometimes at a high rate of speed doing that and combining that with weaving through traffic. It's just, it's just unsafe. Why? One, because the speed differential when an impact occurs is going to be, well, devastating. Two, uh, it, it causes other drivers to respond to you. You scare the heck out of drivers when you're buzzing through them. Uh, and uh, you, you, you often create situations that weren't there. And I mean those situations are collisions. So that's, that's a couple of the reasons. It's, it's truly unsafe. Have you seen how people text and drive? Well, they're weaving all over the place. And that's like every other car. It's totally unacceptable, but it doesn't make, uh, it doesn't help the case for lane splitting. Now, I'm not against the idea of pushing uh, into or between the last two cars in the row or even the cars two in front of that because I get the idea of not being at the end of the pack when you're a soft, a fleshy human at the back of a pack of traffic waiting at a light. I get the idea of just tucking in between so that if someone were to, you know, forget to press the brakes and drive into a car, you're not being the the, the bumper. Your your back isn't the bumper that's absorbing that impact. I get that. It's not it's not legal, but I can I can understand that. You can articulate that. But driving at speed between traffic, not okay, not acceptable. I hope I've I've answered it sufficiently. If you still need more, if that doesn't resonate for you, let me know. Uh, Conkey says, I'd like to see a dedicated enforcement team for electric vehicles. So many illegal vehicles and violations. I'm with you. 
I'm 100% with you. I was having this conversation this morning, and it's a perfect segue to talk about this. So I was speaking to an officer this morning who described a, a, a scene where someone on a stand-up or, or an e-kick scooter, at least it was a motor vehicle because this thing does 80 kilometers an hour, I think. Um, it was a high-speed, high-end, totally illegal for the road um, e-kick scooter. Now, I say totally illegal for the road, and I'll just clear the air first. There are compliant e-kick scooters that are not capable of exceeding 24 kilometers an hour that have a motor no no greater in power than 500 watts and they're legal in some places in the city of toronto they're prohibited we didn't buy into this wonderful pilot program we opted out or didn't opt in which means you can get a 110 dollars ticket under the toronto bylaw for for riding that scooter on the road sidewalk or uh, in a park can't be anywhere in the city of toronto except private property so that is a legal compliant vehicle in a city that doesn't allow it that's 110 bucks but this rider who got into a severe collision and got severely injured um it was charged with uh you know drive no license drive no insurance not having a license plate like everything under the sun because not only was it a vehicle not permitted in the city it's not it's, it's not permitted in the in the province it's totally illegal you can't have it anywhere and and that's the biggest problem i get that people break the bylaw but when they're breaking the pile up by basically taking a uh, a motorcycle and driving it around at high speed, they're putting their lives at risk and they're putting others' lives at risk too. And yeah, that, that mm, such a, but I totally agree, Conky, dedicated enforcement team would be amazing. I think I said exactly that in an article recently in the CBC uh, that was published in the CBC. Uh, Stephen Bell says, good morning. Um, question for or from TikTok that uh, Leo Wife brought over. How does TPS currently handle accident reconstruction for incidents on the highway? Well, rarely do we actually do the highway. Well, maybe rarely is not the right answer. We have two expressways for the city of Toronto. Uh, that's the the uh, the FGX and the uh, the DVP. Those we would shut down the highway and do the accident reconstruction unit. Uh, or the accident reconstruction unit, we go do it there. We shut down the highway for hours. Uh, the OPP handles the 401, uh, 400 series highways, so they would be doing those. But that's how we do it. We shut it down, and we do what we have to do for as long as we have to do it. Uh, it is a, a team of officers who go and take care of reconstruction. So I don't know what what really you're looking for. Like, do you mean how do we map it? Do we use drones? We don't use drones that much. We do have drones. Uh, I know some... Police services are using drones for 3D mapping. We're still using uh, what's called a total station. At least last time I checked, they could have bought new toys since I went downstairs. They're just downstairs, though. Okay. Ah, great question. Moving on back to electric vehicles. Hopefully, if you need more, if you're looking for something that I didn't hit on that question about a recon, let me know. I've never worked in a recon, by the way. So uh, here he wants to know, is there any warnings of caught riding a Suron on the road, or is it straight to consequence following the speed signs? I ran into someone uh, this weekend at the Fan Expo that had a Suron uh, that had no pedals attached. Um, I don't even think that bike came with pedals or had pedals available. It's a motorcycle. It's absolutely a motorcycle. Uh, did they get a ticket? No. I was working, but I wasn't working in an enforcement capacity. They got a, the, the explanation, the education that that vehicle is a motorcycle. And they walked it to the next destination because they were terrified of getting the five to $25,000 fine. There is no warning. If you drive a car without insurance, you get charged for driving without insurance. If you drive a car without a license plate or a license, you get charged for driving without a license plate. or a li There's no warnings for driving a motorcycle on the road without a license, without insurance, without uh, making it safe and in passing uh, inspection. 
you are absolutely eligible for every ticket under the sun. The only thing that would save you is either having someone who was giving you an education opportunity, like I did that uh, that day. It wasn't even being ridden when I ran into them. I just educated them. They weren't on the road. They were they were just getting ready to suit up. So I had no evidence of driving. Um, I merely had an opportunity to educate, and they were very thankful for that education. Uh, when you talk about uh, getting caught on the road, it, really the only thing that will protect you is if the officer doesn't know what's going on. Maybe not every officer knows that they're illegal, but they're going to because I'm educating the heck out of everybody to make sure they understand that the Suron is a prohibited vehicle, uh, that they cannot be on the road. It's off-road only, not sidewalks, not uh, bicycle paths. It is a motorcycle, and expect to be charged for everything under the sun. Yeah, don't ride it in Toronto, don't ride it in Ontario. Take it off-road where it's meant to be, what it was designed to do. It's not about whether you follow the speed limit of 32 kilometers an hour, by the way. That's what you, I think you were getting at, like if you're compliant. Just seeing that on the road is enough to get you. Don't have to, don't have to do any other qualification. I know that it was manufactured, that the motor exceeds 500 watts. I know that it, like, there's, there's nothing legal about it. But I'm so thankful you asked this because I, I, I wanted a segue. You reminded me about it. Uh, not seg a segue into the conversation, not a segue to the riding thing. Hey, if you're watching and you don't know who I am, I'm the, well, my name is Sean. If you if you don't know who I am, my name is Sean. That, that's the message. I'm a police officer with the Toronto Police Service, and I work at Traffic Services in an office called Traffic Safety Programs. And what do we do? We run this program because this is all about traffic safety, traffic law, and police stuff. So if you want to ask questions, please do. You can use the, uh, uh, the comment or chat uh, functionality on everything except Twitter. If you want to join us and you're watching on Twitter and you're like, well, where do I go? Go to trafficcop.ca. And from there, you'll be able to go to our YouTube channel. You can also just go to youtube.trafficcop.ca. It is a hyperlink that will take you or a, uh, it's, a, it's a forwarded URL with a subdomain. It works. I think it works. It should work. I think I fixed it. There was a problem with it and I fixed it. Ah, fabulous question. I love these. Some good questions today. Thank you for the good questions. Any question is a good question, but some of them make me happier than others. Can your front license plate be on your visor if there's no place to mount it on the front bumper? There is always a place to mount it on the front of the vehicle, which is the only place that you can mount it and be lawful, legal, compliant with the regulations. It has to be on the front of your vehicle in a conspicuous place. And if you, if you mount it where it's supposed to be, you won't get pulled over. But if you put it on your visor, you're going to get stopped. Uh, it's $110 fine. It's completely unsafe. Uh, the law says front of your vehicle in a conspicuous mounted place, not 50% into your vehicle behind the windshield. Uh, it's, it's obstructed. It's improper. And no, you can't do it. Uh, if you keep putting it there, and so many people do, you should expect to get a ticket. Um, if you continue to do it, you should get multiple tickets, and eventually you're going to get a summons to go to court when you can explain to a judge or JP why you're incapable of following the rules. I appreciate that many people don't like the way it looks, and zip ties aren't, you know, attractive. So zip tie it to your grill, mount it at a mount mounting place, drill holes in your beautiful bumper, or buy a tow hook adapter. Tow hook adapter is the easiest way to deal, and if you do that, uh, you will uh, you will be compliant. Tow hook adapter it doesn't have to be in the center of your bumper, but it has to be in your bumper or or front grill, front of the vehicle. Uh, somebody was was being nasty. Who was being nasty? I'm always interested in these nasty grams. Um, oh no, they were alleging corruption and other bananas. Okay, uh, we'll move on. If it, if it looks interesting, I'm sure it'll be forwarded to me. Uh, Stephen Bell says Friday. London, Ontario hired and sworn in uh, 15 new police officers. 
the province, like every police service within the province is looking for good people to serve their communities. It's simple as that. If you are a person who wants to serve their community, to do good things, uh, let me show you this amazing website. Uh, it is it is a biased website in that it is a Toronto website, uh, but it, it's no different. Every other every police service is going to be hiring. So if you would like to serve your community, you can do that by going to your local police. And in this case, www.torontopolice.on.ca forward slash careers. You can go to tps.ca and scroll around. But the uh, the deal is that you can come here and get all the information uh, that you've ever wanted to know about becoming a member of our service. We're a great place to work. I've been here for 23, going on 24 years. And it is and has been a great ride. I, I truly endorse working for us. Uh, I, I would suggest that to anyone who wants to have a great career, working with great people, helping a great community. And if that sounds like you, it doesn't have to be a police officer job, although there's all the information out there and a button to apply now because we are always looking for new candidates. If you are interested, if you're a member somewhere else and you want to transfer from another police force, first, yeah, police first, uh, you can you can come and, uh, and and look at that and it tells you the requirements for lateral officers. Uh, special constable is what I started out as. However, it was only uh, courts that we worked in back then. It was prisoner transportation and courthouse security. Now there are expanded roles, many other jobs that uh, that special constables do, uh, like booking uh, prisoners at a police station or uh, working as a district uh, or a special constable working in a division uh, taking statements and, and and you know dealing with evidence and all and so many different things roles that weren't around back then uh, parking enforcement officer they are the people that keep the city moving if uh, if not for them uh, the traffic congestion and people just leaving their cars everywhere uh, but where legal uh, yeah, they would be, uh, they're, they're a very valuable resource, uh, great opportunity, and you don't have to go and, and deal with arresting people. And it, it's, it, I will say this, uh, we've had a run on people being assaulted because we have some people who don't like being held accountable and they, they, they like to victimize parking enforcement officers who, again, deserve all the respect in the world. They're doing their job and they're doing it right. Um, if you get a parking ticket because you screwed up, not them, just saying. Communications operators, magical people who take your call and, uh, and, and, and ultimately dispatch help to where you need it. Now, this is like uh, rolling the dice. It's like pulling the, the, uh, uh, the arm on a slot machine. I wonder how many jobs are currently posted. Let's find out. Uh, this is oh, still two. This is the same, and it's the same two. Intermediate technical analyst in radio infrastructure and intermediate Q&A analyst. Uh, both are fantastic opportunities. They Let's see what they pay. A 91 uh, to 105. Obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm not reading the entire number, but uh, that's uh, that's a job that I don't qualify for. <laughs> I, I don't think I, I would be a technical analyst anytime soon. Uh, intermediate QA analyst, uh, 84 to, to 95. It's almost 96. Uh, anyway, it's not about money. It's about serving. But, uh, you know, the fact that they offer, uh, comp you know, competitive uh, wages, great benefits, and you get to work in a just this great city. So... Consider applying. Let's see what's going on in the Q&A chatty chat area. I want to get over this caption for me. Where'd it go? Hide it. Okay. Uh, let's see what's going on here. If I haven't already asked uh, for you to do me a favor, follow us, retweet, share, uh, like. If you're on TikTok, please smash the, uh, the like button, which is really just the screen. Don't smash your screen. But, they, but it hit it a lot. 
uh, because that allows the algorithm to share our live with more people. And we want more people to have access to good information. Now, something I neglected to do earlier, and that is talk about Vision Zero Enforcement Team. And if you've seen this, if you've been here before, you know that I do this at the beginning of every, and now I'm 21 minutes late for doing that. Uh, the Vision Zero Enforcement Team is a dedicated group of officers who focus on the big four. What are the big four? On your screen is the big four. It's speeding, aggressive uh, driving, distracted driving, impaired driving. Those are the behaviors that lead to serious injury and death on our roads all the time. And they're totally preventable. You can choose to drive slower, drive friendlier, nicer, uh, follow the rules. You can choose to lay off, stay off your cell phone uh, or entertainment device. You can choose to make a plan instead of driving under the influence of alcohol. And I, I, I met some people this weekend, and I've met so many over the years, who have tragic, tragic stories that are involving road. And I, I, I don't usually use this word, this verbiage. This, this Road violence is what they call it. And I've always rejected the terminology road violence because it doesn't resonate with me. People driving and, and, and hitting something isn't violence. But you know what? The outcome is the same. And when people say you should focus your efforts on violent crime, I say no. Because more people, often more people die as a result of traffic, collisions, and driving choices than violent crime. And you can check stats that year over year, you'll find that violent crime is neck and neck with traffic-related casualty, death, and, uh, and destruction. It's, 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 it's scary. The difference in most cases is that the people behind uh, the wheel of their car crossing the street, walking, they're absolutely not involved with anything that should send them into a situation. Now, no victim of crime uh, deserves the, the you know, violence. But it could be you, your mom, your cousin, your sister, your brother, anybody just going to work or going home or coming, and they don't come home one day because someone chose to drive too fast, too aggressively, too, uh, you know, distracted, any distraction, or, or impaired. Like, it's just, it, anyway, where are they today? Where are they focusing their efforts? So again, they're a dedicated group of officers who work to change driver behavior every day. And they do it by focusing on those charges, those, those driver behaviors. Today, they're in 40, 14 division and 41 division, and they are uh, in neighborhoods like Ossington, Annex, Christie, Little Italy, uh, Dorset Park, Kennedy Park, Birchcliff, Cliffside, neighborhoods where real people live, work, and play, your friends, your families, and they deserve to be safe. So these people are doing great work. The Vision Zero Enforcement Team go out and do great work every single day. I'm proud to know them. They're friends. They work at traffic services. They're awesome. If you see one and you see them not giving you a ticket, because I'm sure you won't like them then, but if you ever see a VZ officer uh, or just an officer in general, say hi. Thank them for what they do. They, they, they do great work. I, uh, I started to talk about it and I, got, I lost my train of thought because I'm all over the place uh, when I started thinking about the, 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 the sad part of, of our job, uh, going and, and dealing with people who have died and been severely injured, lives altered. And uh, I, I met a, a young lady this weekend who was volunteering for MAD who lost two family members in two separate collisions due to impaired driving. I've, recently I met, um, I met someone who lost two children and a sister-in-law to a collision. I believe it was impaired driving. Um, th this is, it, it's disgusting that, that, that people get into a car, make choices 
that change lives forever and not in a good way. You know, if you gave, if you got into your car and gave out a million bucks to everyone you saw, you'd be changing it in a positive way. They're killing people. And yeah, we need to, we, we need to do something to change it. We're trying to do that. We educate, we enforce, but uh, we still see people violating. I'm going to move on because I don't want to be in this rut of, of not happiness because it really upsets me. Stephen Bell, uh, if I didn't already acknowledge you, good morning. Uh, I think I did. Now I'm scrolling down. I'm scrolling down. Okay, there we go. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely way more. Why? How did I scroll? Okay. Uh, is it illegal to have color ambient light in your car's interior? It's not illegal. Um, I grew up thinking it was illegal to have any light on the interior. It's not. Uh, many cars come stock with um, floorboard lighting and things like that, accent lighting. Not illegal. Uh, it is not a good idea. Color aside, it's not a good idea. The reason being is, well, actually, red is okay. Let me explain. If you have light of any color other than red, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume it's only red that's safe because that's what pilots use. It'll negatively impact your night vision. It'll cause your uh, pupils to constrict and, uh, and as opposed to dilated, which is where they are in low light situations. So you can see. So it'll negatively impact your night vision. So it's not ideal. Red, however, is the, is the one color that seems to be okay not to cause that, uh, that uh, pupil reaction, uh, allowing you to save most of your night vision goggles. But not night vision goggles, night vision, night vision. Seeing is kind of important. So if you turn your, head, your your interior lights on or you're running it all the time, you're just not seeing things outside as well as you could be. And that can be the difference between uh, a collision or no collision. Oh, here's one I missed, but let's let's go back. Why can OPP pass you with lights without lights and sirens? Wouldn't they be clearly speeding? This is a great question. Uh, we get this a lot. And it, it's there's a belief, and it's incorrect, that police must have their lights on and sirens on in order to exceed the posted speed limit. The truth is that police, fire, and ambulance are allowed under the Highway Traffic Act to exceed the speed limit. Fire and ambulance have specific reasons when they can do this. They can do it to go to a call for service. They can do it when transporting uh, you know, a patient for the purposes of an ambulance uh, situation. Police can do it any time in a lawful execution of their duties. So why would they need to go fast? One, they need to go fast to catch those they are um, you know, following or, or trying to measure speed or try to get a, a view into a vehicle or respond to a call or like, there's, a, there's a ton of reasons and all of them qualify because under the lawful execution of duties, there's a pretty wide net that's sent out there and it's for a purpose. Secondly, when we're going to a call and we are going quickly to a call, often turning our lights and sirens on causes people to do, well, unexpected things. Pull over, stop in the middle of the road, um, like like go left, go right. They get confused. They get scared. Are we for there for them? Are they were? Are we there for somebody else? It slows us down. It makes it less safe. I know it it sounds crazy, but it's true. Uh, we've had anyone who's driven an emergency vehicle, regardless if it's police, can tell you what has happened to them when the lights go on. It it it's amazing and scary. So we don't have to turn them on unless we're going through a red light at which point, according to the Highway Traffic Act, we have to slow, uh, come to a stop, ensure that it's safe, have our lights and sirens on, continue through, we can turn them off after that. It's only for the purposes of going through that intersection that we absolutely have to have them on. All right, I can move on to another question now. 
how would you handle a situation where someone is speeding to get somewhere where someone they care about has been hurt or is in danger? I would, well, it depends, obviously. Um, but at the end of the day, they're not legally allowed to do that. And they're putting other lives at risk because they are panicking. And what is the best thing to add to a dangerous situation? Panic. No, I'm, I'm kidding. That's not bad. That's not a good thing. You don't, when someone's panicking, stressed out, you don't add dangerous driving to the mix. And when you're speeding, you're, you're, you're being dangerous, right? You're adding risk to a situation, even if you were not stressed out. And these people are totally stressed out because someone they care about is hurt and needs help or is in, in imminent danger. You know who you call? You call professionals. Police, fire, ambulance. They can go and they can focus on what has to happen. And not only do they have training and experience driving in those situations, but they also have training and experience and that isn't panic for them. They are not, uh, they, they know about guaranteed arrival. And if you don't, let me break it down for you. Guaranteed arrival says you have to get there in one piece, not causing any other harm in order to help the person you wanna go and help. So if you're speeding, if you're doing dangerous things, if you're running red lights to go and help someone, and then you cause a collision, or you run off the road, well, it's just a collision, or you hurt somebody else, you're creating more patience and more danger, you're not ever gonna get to your destination. And yeah, I know people do this all the time, and they manage to do it, but just because you made it doesn't make it safe. And what would I do if I came across someone? I'd stop them. And then they'd tell me why they were doing it, and then I'd call an ambulance, police, or fire to go to where they were trying to go. And then slowly, whether I charge them or not is up for discussion, but, and then slowly they could make their way to where they were going. But I wouldn't just say, go ahead, speed. It's okay, because it's not. It's just not. Can I use my cell phone when I'm in a Tim's drive-thru? Yes. Can you, like legally you can, because the drive-thru is not the highway, and the highway is the place that you cannot use your uh, cell phone uh, or entertainment device while driving. You can technically use it in, now it doesn't make it safer, if you drive into the car in front of you, you're still responsible for the collision, but you can or you cannot get a charge under the Highway Traffic Act for using your cell phone in a Tim's drive-thru. Although I heard about, when the laws first came out, I heard about people getting tickets and I, I don't understand how. Uh, I imagine they would not have held up in court. Chase is listening from the Toronto exhibition today. Right on, are you just there as a spectator, as, a, as an attendee, or are you working? Because you seem to always be working, friend. Chase is, Chase is on the case. Uh, if you are, if you're, if you're not working and you, uh, uh, you, you know you're a few blocks from our station, just saying. Okay. Um, Leo Wife taking a question from TikTok and putting it over here so I can answer it. How, uh, this is the same question. Maybe Frankie popped over to YouTube. Uh, how would you handle a situation where someone is speeding because of emotional distress? I would stop them. We would deal with the distress. They may still get a ticket. You cannot speed. It's not allowed. There's no excuse. None. The only people who can speed are the ones legally permitted to. They're also trained and have a justified reason for doing it. Sadly, distress, not one of them. Chase says, if a 16-year-old from the States visited here with a full license, is that an issue? No. If they have a license issued, now the only thing is if, if some places allow drivers at 15, that would not be permitted. We would not accept a 15-year-old fully licensed driver from another place because we don't allow people under the age of 16 to drive. But if they were 16 with a full license, they could drive here, no problem. Granted, they're bringing a vehicle and they're insured and so on. Now, could they borrow a car or rent a car? 
if someone would rent or lend a car, they could. Uh, but very, you probably wouldn't be able to rent a car because most places want you to be 25, unless that's changed. I, I'm not aware of a change. What song am I thinking? That's Dragnet. That's what's in my head. Right? It's Dragnet. Okay, Michael says, Highway includes Young, Bloor, Hannah, etc. Quite a handful of highways, not accidents. OPP would handle 400. Okay, I don't know. I guess that was a question earlier about uh, collision investigation. A, a comment from TikTok saying, I have recommendations for traffic changes. Who can I reach out to? Uh, it really depends on what you are talking about when you say traffic changes. Are you talking about changing the law? Um, creating new laws. I mean, you'd probably start out by talking to your local uh, counselor or representative and, and start, you know, there. You could contact the city of Toronto if it was something within the purview of the city for design of highway or things like that because <clears throat> they're responsible for some things. But, um, yeah, it's not a police... Like, I'd love to know what your idea is, but it's not a... We, we don't make laws. We enforce them. Uh, we, we sometimes can, you know, forward concepts and meetings and... and committees that we sit on, but we're not the right people to change laws uh, or, or, you know, I don't think we would be. Anyway, feel free to drop me a line and tell me what you're thinking and I can try and direct you to the right department. Are kick scooters allowed in the Toronto islands? Uh, no, uh, kick scooters are not permitted in the city of Toronto, period. Private property, your property only. Toronto islands would, uh, would uh, it's a park. You can't use them in, in Toronto parks. Not allowed. Are gas dirt bikes that are that are registered street legal? Gas dirt bikes that are dual purpose and licensed as motorcycles on the road are street legal if they're street legal. So a dirt bike that you put a license plate on for a trail is not street legal. A dirt bike that is dual sport with headlight signals, horn, meets the requirements of the Highway Traffic Act, is plated as a motorcycle, not a dirt bike, ridden by an insured or, or insured and ridden by a licensed motorcycle operator then that gas dirt bike would be legal because it's it's not it's a motorcycle. It's not just a dirt bike. It gets muddy because people say, motorcycle, motorcycle. Well, no, one is an off-road motorcycle and one is a dual sport and street legal motorcycle. So it has to be street legal first. Uh, question says, you said shut down the highway for hours. What if I can do the same with advanced drones in 15 minutes? We create 3D models using drones with the same accuracy as a total station using LADAR. So York Regional Police uses these. And there's, there's more to it than just modeling. Uh, we shut things down because we're very often needing to clean spills, uh, remove uh, vehicles, uh, wait to find out the outcome of the patients. Like there's a ton of things beyond that. But yeah, we're aware of all the technologies uh, using drones. We have drones, uh, but uh, I believe that we are still using total stations that we don't believe or I, I don't work for that unit. I, don't, I can't speak for them, but I, I, there's, there's obviously a reason we haven't adopted all the technology, even if we have the technology. Are radar detectors illegal? Yes. Oh, why are radar detectors illegal? You got a lot of why questions, uh, Usman. So the deal is radar detectors allow people who want to break the law to temporarily adjust their behavior to avoid detection and consequences. It basically allows people to get away with breaking the law. They do it when they don't get caught. And when there's a chance of getting caught, they adjust temporarily their behavior. That's not what we want. We want to catch you, and we want to take your license away so you're no longer driving. That's what we want. Because if you're somebody who wants to speed, you're making the roads unsafe for everybody, and you don't deserve to drive. So if you uh, use one, 
buy one, sell one, possess one, transport one, you are breaking the law. You are eligible for charges under the Highway Traffic Act. Uh, and those charges are 170 or 180 bucks. I can't remember. I think it's 173 demerit points. We have search and seizure authority. If we believe you have one in your vehicle, we can stop you. We can search your entire vehicle and all occupants of your vehicle looking for the device that we believe you have. And um, yeah, and then we seize it and give you the ticket. Question says, honest question, why is Plato? Is there, is there more to that question? <laughs> I don't know what this question is. Um, I'm assuming that was a, 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 an oopsie-doo. We'll, we'll come back. Good morning to Zombie. How are you doing? Good to see you. You, you came in on the weekend. It was nice to see you on the weekend, too. Uh, and and uh, it took me a while with that dad joke, and you had to spell it out, but I did, I did eventually get it. We will have dad jokes at the end of the episode. I have, I have a couple here. Uh, if you're watching and you don't know who I am, my name is Sean Shapiro. I'm a police officer with the Toronto Police Service, and I talk about traffic safety, traffic law, and police stuff every single day. If you don't already follow us, please do, uh, because I want to hit a million followers. It's just a personal goal. It, I don't get, we don't get paid. I just want, I just want a million followers. We're getting there. 629.5 thousand on TikTok alone. So if you're watching on TikTok, please hit that follow uh, and 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 tap that screen like it's like 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 it owes you money. <laughs> just. Tap it. Um, that just helps the algorithm. Um, of course, if you don't want to tap the screen, don't feel obligated. Uh, yeah, feel obligated. I'm guilting you. No. <laughs> if you're on Twitter, retweet it. If you're on uh, YouTube, follow us and subscribe and like and all that stuff. That what do they say? Smash that and hit the bell. And I've never really asked people to do that part. Maybe I should. Uh, we we are constantly growing on YouTube because that is an area that you get. You can go back and read all or watch all of our content. Uh, mind you, I've got to flag a bunch of stuff and put it in the right playlist, but you know, and uh, we have fun, but this is all for you. This is really giving us the opportunity to help, you know, iron out all the confusion because traffic laws are just confusing for many, many people. Why am I getting a phone call on my phone? Can we just turn that down? Oh, here I have to de I have to decline it. Apologies for the noise. Okay, someone was calling. There is never cops on Scarlet Road. Okay, you can make a request to have cops on Scarlet Road. To do that, go to www.tps.ca and you can make a report of uh, neighborhood issues that are concerning to you. And then that'll go to the local division. Local division will put that on their radar and, and be able to dispatch officers to those areas to address the concerns you have. Uh, honest question. Why is playing around doing donuts and having fun illegal if no one else is around? Because stunt driving is illegal and dangerous. And it's been deemed that uh, you can't have nice things because people do stupid things. And I say that because some you can thank the, 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 the whole community who decided that they should go and take over streets and terrorize neighborhoods uh, with their behavior. It is dangerous, whether it's just you in the car or not. Um, but you can thank those people who took over intersections and made it newsworthy and terrorized neighborhoods, making noise, damaging the roads. By the way, burnouts damage the road. You're actually burning the, the, uh, the asphalt. When you're doing it on private property, you're trespassing. And, and conducting yourselves in a way that nobody wants you to be there doing. So how do we do it? 
they told you not to do it. They said, don't do it. It's not safe. Don't do it. Please don't do it. They asked, they asked, they asked, they asked. And finally, they said, we're making new laws. And they made it a, uh, an increased consequence. It is now a 14-day um, vehicle impound, a 30-day suspension, whether it's on private or public property, if it's on the road or on your farmer's field or a parking lot at Costco, whatever it is, you can't do it. Only place you can you can stunt and do stupid things is when you're in a track environment, uh, and tracks have these magical things. They're called, uh, you know, emergency response crews and paramedics, um, fire uh, teams. They deal with all this stuff because very often the playing around donut person ends up smacking a pole and doing all sorts of damage, and then running away, leaving the property owner to be responsible for all the mayhem that, you know. The, the result of the mayhem. Anyway, that's the that's the reason. It's because it's not allowed, and it shouldn't be allowed. It's behavior that's unacceptable. Go take it to the track if you want to do donuts. Uh, do you regret becoming a cop? Would you do it all again, or would you choose a different profession? Was or what was your dream? This was my dream since I was a kid. I grew up watching Chips. I grew up. Um, Wanting to be a cop, my uh, I, I got my dad's cousin was a federal uh, a federal agent with the FBI. Um, you know, his son and, and also became a cop. Like we, um, it, it's something that's really important. You, we need good people to stand up and do the right thing. And you don't have to be a cop to do it, but uh, this is the ultimate way to uh, to give, I think, and serve your community. So I'm very proud to be a police officer. Uh, it is uh, it is something that I would do again and again and again, given the option. I started as a volunteer. I volunteered for 12 years. I uh, had so much fun in the first year of or the first few months of volunteering. I joined as a court officer and served both as an auxiliary and a special constable. So I was on duty and off duty, giving my time to the community, even though sometimes I was paid for it uh, as a court officer. I mean. And then I was, uh, you know, in line to do the, 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 to finally pull the trigger and go and become a police officer. I say pull the trigger as the decision-making process uh, because I got really comfortable. I was a supervisor in courts. I was a sergeant with the auxiliary program. I was, I had, I, I was in a, in a management role in both things, and I gave that up to go into policing because it's what I always wanted to do. And like I said, I would do it again. Um... Stephen Bell says, I can't do my dream job because of my learning disability. I can't do math without a calculator, and I can't spell right. Uh, you know what? I, I, I don't want to tell you that you can or can't. I believe that there's, there's always opportunities, uh, and if it's a calculator, like I'm not a mathematical genius. By, by no stretch was that my strong point. I went and took lessons. I went to a, um, to a tutor. It was a Russian math tutor uh, it, it, at, at Young and Steels. I'll never forget it because I was, it was like that. What, what was that? Uh, Oh, what was that tell that movie? Oh man, it's bugging me. Billy Madison. That's what it was. Which which I was actually at, in in physically at the filming of that movie, uh, because well, that's a whole other story. But I was there when it was filmed, and I felt like Billy Madison being the big kid in kindergarten. But it was all kids, and I went there and I took lessons and I got an amazing re-education when it came to math. I'm still not a mathematical genius, but I am capable of doing the minimum requirements for getting on this job quickly because it's about speed because you're being tested and accuracy and speed are important when it comes to uh, the math questions and testing for policing. So if you are struggling with math, do what you got to do. I bought like grade seven and eight books and did like tons and tons of studying and, and quizzing just to, to bring it up and make it second nature. But, you know, if, if uh, in spelling, you can... Maybe maybe there's a, a tutor 
who's there for you, who might be able to make it possible for you, just saying. Hi, I crossed a yellow light, but cameras captured me. What's next, please? Yellow lights, cameras don't catch you for them. Red lights, cameras catch you for them. It may have taken a picture in anticipation for you running it, but the timing, if you truly entered on the yellow, uh, there's no ticket for it. If you entered on the red, even if it was a second into being a red, then you then you crossed a red light, and then you're getting a ticket. It's different. And Stephen, I totally get it. I know. I knew you were going to say you wanted to be a police officer because you've told me it before. I know you. <laughs> I have so many regular followers who participate with our show all the time, and I thank you for being here. I really appreciate you. I met so many of you uh, at the show this weekend when we were at the uh, the Toronto Convention Center. I got to say Metropolitan or Metro Toronto Convention Center because that's officially its name. But it was Fan Expo, and I had so much fun meeting you all. It was great. Can I drive? What's the question? Can I drive if I have a G1 for 10 months only at midnight? What? If you have a G1, you cannot drive between midnight and 5 a.m., period. No, no ifs, ands, or buts. Uh, you're not permitted to drive within those hours. And uh, if you have a G1, you cannot drive alone, ever. You have to be supervised by a qualified G-class driver with four years' experience. They're the people with the freckles on their license plate, the four vertical uh, dots that are arranged uh, to the left of your mini-me photo in the bottom right of your license. If they don't have that, they cannot supervise you at all. So... I need to more to understand more what you're asking, but the simple thing of can you drive um, at midnight, it's a hard no. <laughs> Do police officers get commission for giving out tickets? If I did get commission, I'd be a wealthy man. Um, I've given a lot of tickets. I don't get any commission. Uh, none of us do. There's no quota. There's no bonus. There's no free toaster. But I love the question, and I appreciate you. But uh, no, uh, that would really change the, the, the business and make it a business, and it's not a business. It's about getting bad drivers, dangerous drivers, people putting others at risk off the road because when you get convicted of a ticket, well, two things happen. One, you get a ticket, you get stopped. You have an educational opportunity, and that could be that could be it. You could get a warning, you could get a ticket, and that could be your last interaction with police ever, and that's really what the goal is. It's not supposed to be fun. It's not supposed to be nice. You're supposed to not like it and not want it again. So it's about education as much as it is a a uh, you know negative impact where you get a mark on your license for a few years and maybe it's the last time. But it, let's say it's not. Let's say you get another ticket. The goal is eventually, the whole demerit point system, is, is, a, is an opportunity for us to track or for the ministry to track your driving behaviors. And when you get enough t- uh, uh, points, you lose. It's like golf. The lowest points win. You get enough points, they take away your license. Now, as a novice driver, as a new driver, someone who is uh, in a graduated licensing program, you need fewer points to lose than someone with their G-Class license. In fact, if you get a ticket that gets four demerit points in that ticket, or at least four points, you get a 30-day suspension on your first uh, conviction just for getting those four points, whereas a G-Class driver wouldn't. And uh, that's something that's important to know. You can lose your license as a learner faster so you'd think that would influence people to follow the rules and um, maybe they just don't realize that there's those increased measures for uh, for new and, and young drivers okay uh why are radar detectors illegal Usman if you weren't here when I talked about it you'll have to go watch the rerun on YouTube because we already covered it uh 
What are the laws with motorized bicycles? What do you mean? Do you mean e-bikes? Because you can go to trafficcop.ca and read all the rules about e-bikes. I have a link to them in the useful links section at the bottom. Uh, if you're talking about e-kick scooters, I've got all the rules for those listed based in the same thing, one, one next to the other. If you're talking about a gas-powered conversion bicycle, uh, that's not a bicycle anymore. You put an engine on it, it's a motorcycle. It is a motor vehicle and required to be licensed and plated under the law. A lot of people say, well, if it's under 50cc, it's legal. No, not in Ontario. And if you want to challenge me on it, I would love to see the documentation that you bring as proof. I hope it's not the advertising from the place that sold it to you because um, that ain't it. No. Uh, you know, I, I talk about a lot of stuff and very rarely have I had people correct me. I will say this, I was recently corrected about CB radios and truckers. I was under the impression there was no exemption and I had to go and reread. I don't know how it slipped through, but truckers uh, and commercial drivers are exempt. They're allowed to use their two-way radios. They're not allowed to use their cell phones. It's not a pure exemption. But they're allowed to use uh, two-way radios. So I was, uh, uh, I was pretty impressed because up until then I was saying it was it was only ham radio operators. But the same section that deals with hams also exempts commercial motor vehicle operators for those radios. See, I get corrected, and I'm willing to accept that I was incorrect. So I I challenge you. You 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 got something that you think I've got wrong? Let me know. Because uh, I will change my tune if you can prove it to me. All right. Uh, I know, what is this? I know it's illegal to drive on the roadway in reverse, but what if you just lost your drive? No, get a tow truck. You don't do things that are dangerous and, and, uh, uh, and, and illegal because your car broke. You're actually responsible for maintaining your vehicle so that, it, that it's safe. And when it's no longer safe, and driving backwards, by the way, is not safe. Um, if your vehicle does, has lost a gear, you pull over safely, and, and yeah, you could back up onto the shoulder, but you get off the roadway uh, if you can, and you call a tow truck, because that's the that's the way that that we deal with things uh, here in the uh, in the real world. We don't drive backwards down the road. But I love the question; I really do. Uh, boom, 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 boom. Thank you, Michael. And I, this is doubling down on Stephen's uh, comment saying he can't uh, become a police officer because of his math and spelling. Uh, Michael very appropriately says, did you try? How do you know you can't if you haven't applied and tried all the steps? Go for it. Yes. Take, do, try the testing. There's even sample tests you can do. Um... Okay, Usman has the 64 ambient light colors on his Benz and usually keep it at red. See, they're awesome. Okay, you're on. You're on. Uh, question from TikTok. Any chance of you making a video on proper lane position for motorcycles? Uh, that's a that's actually a great idea to get the motor squad out for and and do some stuff. I mean, this is stuff that's pretty rudimentary. This is this is basic riding. And I suggest that anyone riding a motorcycle take a skills course, take a basic riding course, take an advanced course. Um, I rode without training and I thought I was a good rider. And then I took professional training and really up my game. I did it as a professional rider. I, I took professional courses also as a, as a member of the police because I, I was a, a self-taught rider, um, had an off-road experience, but on the road. And I learned so much one day from a motorcycle instructor who I met at a gas station when I was a kid, took me into a parking lot and explained so much. I didn't, under, I didn't even know what push turning was. And if you're a rider who doesn't know what push turning, push steering is, you need a course. Uh, but I mean, that's going back 30 plus years ago. In any case, uh, 
yes, I could totally do a wing position video. Uh, I don't know if it'll happen this season. We'll try. I think it's a great idea. What is the law? No, what is the tinted front window law? The front tinted window law is that you can't have a front tinted window. Pretty simple. Uh, you're not allowed to have any tint on the front windshield. However, if your vehicle is a 2016 or older, you can have a three-inch tint strip from the top of the windshield to the PS1 line or three inches, whatever hits first. Uh, and that's it. That's all you can do. You can't have anything else. And for anything 2017 or newer, nothing. Nada. No chameleon tint. Nothing. Uh, what are the laws for off-road vehicles and underage kids? It depends on where you're operating it. If, on if you're on private property, if you're on your property where you're allowed to use it, then age really isn't a, a, a thing. They sell motor vehicles, off-road dirt bikes for, for toddlers, I'm sure. Uh, if you're talking about trails, I think you have to be 16, but I don't know much of anything about off-road vehicles when it comes to trails. I'm not a trail rider. I don't partake in any of these things. Uh, I've not been paying attention to Instagram, but Thin White Line Interceptor says, what lane should a construction tractor backhoe be driving in on a multi-lane road? Uh, I want to say the curb lane, they're a slow-moving vehicle. They should be over there unless they're actively trying to make a turn to get into the left turn lane uh, or do something. They shouldn't really be driving around. It's not a commuter vehicle. It's there for a purpose of getting to and from a particular, uh, you know, their their load and, and drop thing. Um, yeah, it's 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 murky, but they shouldn't be in the passing lane for sure. It is a passing lane, not a, not a we're talking multi-lane road. Uh, Martin wants to know about the exemption for CB radios, extended two-way radios, and security vehicles. Um, you know, is, is a security vehicle and a, a commercial motor vehicle? That's an argument that I've not, uh, you know, researched. It's, you know, I don't want to give you permission to get you in trouble, so I'm not, I'm going to say I'll have to double check and we'll have to interpret that law. And uh, it's possible, but I, I wouldn't want to send you off to your doom. So it, it really depends if it's a marked security vehicle, it might extend for two-way radio use. Uh, but here's the deal. It's still a distraction, even if there's an exemption, and you could still end up in a collision, and that doesn't save you anything. Um, what's the most memorable interaction in your career? That's from Party 2018. And we're going to come back to the other questions, but I've totally ignored Instagram for a while, so I want to give you a couple questions. Um, Two, two that, that come to mind. One was nonverbal. It was me on a police motorcycle as an auxiliary member riding back to the station. I was at uh, Queen and University. Queen and, yes, Queen and University. Bathurst, Queen and Bathurst. Is that where the McDonald's is? Queen and Bathurst. And uh, I pulled up to the lights. I came to a stop. Next to me was a car. It came to a stop. The back seat had a face emerge in, in the window. It was a kid. And the kid was just staring at the motorcycle, you know, back then, an older 20, I don't, know, I don't know what year it was. It was an older police Harley. And I gave the kid a thumbs up and that kid's face exploded with happiness and smile. And it was awesome. And I, I to this day, it's one of the, my happiest, fondest memories. It was something so simple, but I made his, his day by giving him a thumbs up. And that was such an effortless thing on my part that made him happy. And that was cool. Uh, 2017, I worked as a member of the motor squad in the, um, uh, specifically on Victus Games. And I remember uh, we escorted an American bus of athletes and a soldier, because everyone involved in Invictus served their country in a military uh, uh, way of some kind, came out, he was a, I think he was a double amputee. Um, 
and he got out to thank me for my service. And in terms of memorable, you know, here's someone who went and gave up body parts as part of serving uh, their country, and he's thanking me for my service. And I and I uh, I got it got it got me in the feels big time because uh, you know here I am I I. I I gave the, the the bus an escort to where they were going, so they could make it to their event. This is what we were doing. We were moving vehicles uh, all over the place uh, for that purpose, and uh, I didn't feel deserving of that thanks, but uh, he, he he needed that thanks. And uh, you know, we we exchanged uh, uh, challenge coins and uh, and hugged, and it was it was a pretty amazing day. And I'll never forget that uh, till, till my dying day. Uh, have a, he said, oh, uh, party says, thank you and have a safe and memorable day. I will most certainly do my best. Every day is a good day. Uh, ticket for failing to signal? Yes. Uh, it's a $110 ticket. Um, Crystal, good morning to you. Is it unsafe for a motorcycle driver to stand up while he's driving and weave his motorcycle back and forth in the lane? I would, I would say that's an unsafe thing. Now, technically the rider has to be in the seat. It's the seating position. You can stand up on a motorcycle, not on the seat, but you can stand up. You can stretch your legs. You can reposition. In fact, on some motorcycles, that's part of how you safely operate it. Looking at trail bikes and things like that, you you ride in a standing position. As a, dirt, a motocross person, standing position is, is normal. That's not illegal. Um, and I've been on long rides where standing up has been absolutely part of what I did for a second. Not, not prolonged uh, riding, but... It, that's still the riding position. It's it's not legal to be out of the riding position. So I, I suppose if you were to sit on the back seat, maybe eligible for a ticket. But the weaving back and forth to warm your tires, this is not a race. And they don't need to have their tires warmed up like they do. But, uh, you know, many, many riders. I saw one violently weaving in a lane yesterday, and I thought to myself, that's a dum-dum. That's literally what I thought to myself. Okay, what am I pressing here? Hang on a second. I'm totally distracted. I saw a light for number lock on my keyboard. I'm like, why? Why is number lock on? And a follow-up question from Crystal, who says, I have another question. Where I live, I see a lot of speeders, a lot of people not doing what they're supposed to do on the road, but I don't see any cops. Should I call non-emergency number and ask why we don't see any police officers? Is that just going to make people mad? Yeah, putting it that way might actually make people upset and may not be the best way to get the response you're looking for. Uh, that being said, you can probably contact your local police and let them know of areas of concern that you would like to see more police presence. Um, that's one. Two, you might want to talk to your local counselor and say you'd like to see more police presence in these particular areas. And who knows? Uh, you might find that that works better. All right, let's go back to uh, a question from Jesse. And that question from Jesse is, driving without insurance in Ontario, what happens? Why do people choose to? Well, I think a lot of people choose to because insurance can be expensive to the point of being prohibitive. And they can't afford to drive because insurance is so high. Or they've had tickets, and as a result of their tickets and driving behavior, their cost of driving has gone up considerably. I saw a video uh, or a picture today online that showed someone who had 12 monthly payments of $1,000 a month to drive their Mustang. That's not worth having a Mustang. $12,000 a year insurance is insanity, in my opinion. But what's even crazier 
would be to drive that vehicle without insurance. It's an offense under the highway traffic. Actually, it's an offense under the Compulsory Automobile Insurance Act of Ontario. And the consequence of not having insurance on your vehicle and driving it, whether it goes to the owner, uh, or the, technically it can be linked to other people, but it's the it, it's owner driving or owner permitting somebody else to drive. And it, it comes with a five to $25,000 fine, up to six months in jail, um, and it's a bad day. <laughs> it's a bad day. But what is worse is if you are in a collision and you hurt, kill, damage, you're entirely responsible. Like, like There's no insurance. So, you know, people will say that they will drive a motor vehicle. Many people who get caught say, well, it's cheaper for me to just pay $65 tickets for not having proof of insurance. And then they pay that. But it's when things go really wrong and they get caught for the uh, drive motor vehicle, no insurance, that the, the big the big impact happens. Or if they hurt someone or damage something and they get, they're, they're liable. Like I had a friend who, who uh, was a victim of fraud. He was driving a vehicle, he thought he had insurance on it, but the company, the guy selling insurance was selling fake slips, fraudulent slips. Uh, I think he had to pay a quarter of a million dollars as a result of a collision. A quarter of a million, $250,000. Even though he was the victim of crime, he was not insured. $250,000. I don't know if he was charged with all the other stuff because of the situation, but um, not, a, not a good thing. Yeah, you, you know, if you, if you, and the highest you can get sued for in Ontario, I think, is $2 million. So I have $2 million liability on my vehicle. So the maximum you can be sued for, that's what I have on my insurance. I pay for it. I'm happy to pay for it. I, well, no, nobody's happy to pay for things that you don't get anything for. But I know that I'm protected. I insure things. Insurance is important. No one likes it <laughs> until they need it. And I've been a, you know, in a collision. Someone uh, caused a collision. I was in a collision. I didn't choose to be in a collision. They paid for stuff. They fixed my car. Um, they paid for the rental for the months that parts were on back order. The rental fee alone, I think, was $18,000 while I was waiting for parts for a $18,000 or $20,000 repair. That's $40,000. Is it worth paying insurance? Yeah. Not only is it worth it, it's, it's, it's legally required. Okay, moving on. Can someone receive a ticket for driving too slow on the highway? Yes. And the highway is anywhere, any road. Yes. Unnecessary slow driving, $110. It is absolutely uh, a ticket that can be laid. Um, why do cops turn on the lights to go through red lights and then turn them off again? because we're only legally required to turn on our lights and sirens when going through a red light. It's actually in the HTA, we have to do it in order to cross that light. We don't have to do it to continue to an emergency unless we're telling people to get out of the way, which is not a requirement, it's a communication opportunity. Driving around with lights and sirens on just confuses people, it slows us down, and is frankly quite dangerous. People freak out. So we turn them on when we have to, and we have to do it when we're going through a red light. Do you get paid for this? I love this question. Yes, I'm a police officer, I'm a media relations officer, I handle social media and, and uh, education content for traffic services, which is the citywide traffic unit of the Toronto Police Service, and I am absolutely being paid for this because I'm a police officer doing police work. This is police work, I know, crazy, right? If you called me and I was at the front desk and you wanted to answer or ask questions about law, someone who's getting paid is answering that telephone. The difference is I'm talking to thousands of people versus one. I do this and have been doing this for years now. Where this is, I think this is year three. We have 100, uh, well, no, we have 600 
and 29.5 thousand roughly followers on TikTok. We are educating people all over the province and country for that matter. Actually, we, have, we even have uh, viewers across the planet uh, because there's people in Europe who, who watch and people say, well, what, what's the value for, for watching from Europe? We have people who, who, tourists, they come visit Canada. They wanna know what the laws are. They wanna be safe when they rent a car here. They wanna be familiar. Uh, there's people who are just interested in knowing. Maybe they're thinking of moving here. We give them information that they just couldn't get anywhere else. You're going to call the front desk every time uh, you have a question? No. But could you watch the hundreds of videos and archive on our YouTube channel? Absolutely. Could you get your very own answer to your very own question uh, live here? That's what we're here for. So, yes, then you get paid. Uh, Michael uh, has questions. Uh, let's see here. Uh, we can chat about that on, in Telegram later. Uh, Leo Wife is bringing another question in from TikTok. Can I put a European plate behind my Ontario plate as decoration on the rear bumper? Actually, no. Uh, you can't have or confuse your plate. You can't display two plates. Some people do it. Um, they, they should not be doing it. They could get ticketed for displaying multiple plates. Not allowed. Mm, good water. I had my coffee already. I kind of want another coffee. Okay. Johnny Nguyen says, is there a quick, are there lane restrictions for oversized trucks on the highway? If there's wide loads, they, they very often need to have police escort or an escort company and they need permits. Uh, so that's a, a more complicated question because I, I actually don't deal with that. Uh, but yes, uh, certain vehicle sizes need to have special permits and uh, have to have escorts. 53-foot trucks, I think that's a pretty standard size. I don't think those need anything special. If they're 53-foot wide, we got problems. Uh, can I stop at a red light then proceed past the intersection when safe? You mean before it's green? You have to stop at a red light. You have to wait till it turns green. Otherwise, it's proceed before green. A police officer can stop at a red light and then proceed when they're using their emergency vehicle equipment. Um, so, no. Uh, I, I need more context to actually understand what you're asking. Are you talking about a right turn on a red? Uh, or are you just asking, yeah, I don't know. Johnny, oh, so Michael says, never heard of a 53-foot truck. Trailers are normally 53-foot long. Cool. Uh, da, da, da. If you get pulled over for speeding and have children in the car, is it automatically child endangerment? No, but I think that's a great idea. Maybe we should do that because I question parents when I stop them for various things and I ask them if they love their children. Um, usually it's in relation to a child not properly buckled. And yes, I'm totally prepared to be uh, getting into trouble when people complain about me asking that, but it's a real question because I don't understand some of the questions, uh, the, some of the actions parents make or adults make when kids are in the car. The most precious cargo ever. And they make really bad decisions and tragic, tragic results. Kids, kids, yeah, I can't even get into this. But uh, I think you're absolutely right. I think child endangerment would be a, a, an awesome way to go. Uh, I don't think it'll work, but I, I, I wish it would. Uh, admin in the middle says, TikTok won't let me put my full question, but I know it's illegal to drive in reverse on the roadway, but when you've lost your drive gear and are only 500 to 1,000 feet from home, can you do it? 
no, it's not legal. Uh, will you get in trouble? Maybe. Will you, if you cause a collision, is that going to be really difficult for you to explain? Yeah, I'd still get a tow truck. Uh, it's not worth taking risks. This is in relation to a previous question that was already asked and answered. Um, what is this? Adam in Ontario, only reversing on highway over 80 is illegal. Uh, interesting, okay. Leo Wife says, a question from TikTok is, are there still streets downtown that you can't drive on during certain times of the day? I don't know. It's all based on the signs. I have not come across one that says absolutely no cars are allowed on the road during certain times. I'm not familiar with that. It's a good question, though. Roadway with no physical median, do I need to pull over for emergency vehicles coming the opposite way? So there's undivided and divided. Undivided means the road is four lanes wide, painted lines on the road. That's the only division between the different directions of travel. And then the answer is yes, you must stop all directions for police, fire, and ambulance, emergency vehicles. If it is a divided highway, either a expressway where there's a concrete uh, median or grassy median or... Uh, if it's just a regular highway and there's a division, you know, you got those planter boxes and raised median in between, then only the side of the highway you're on has to pull over. Oh, I got a call that I'm not answering. Hey, it's after 11 o'clock. I didn't even realize the time. I have. Uh, I am stopping when I get to the 11 o'clock question. So I'll continue the live stream until then, and then we'll do some dad jokes, and I will try and get through these as quickly as possible. Another another comment about rider lane position. I see this all the time. I actually have a video. I think I'll tr I'll try and edit it. It's dash camera from my my cam uh, from my um, truck. And thank you for reminding me about it because I totally forgot. And I have a rider on the Gardner Expressway that has possibly the worst rider position and like two inches off the the vehicle in front. In, in anyway, I'll put the video up after the show. I'm gonna edit it and post it. Question, can you use the HOV lane with two people in a passenger vehicle pulling a trailer? There's a maximum length of vehicle combination, uh, but yes, two people in a passenger vehicle pulling a trailer is okay. Um, but there is a maximum, like if you had a giant trailer, that would be a problem because there's maximum length. Do you need a new photo with license for drastic weight loss? Generally speaking, you can't get a photo taken early until you, unless you want to pay for it. I don't, don't know what they charge. Um, but it would make sense that if it doesn't look like you and you were concerned about people not believing it's you, um, I don't know if they would charge you or not, but I think it's a good idea. Like if you gave me a license and it didn't look at all like you, I would have an issue. <laughs> I'd go through a lot of questions. Uh, listen, I, I, I got laser surgery years ago and I didn't wear glasses for a long, 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 long time. And I got a new photo. I also had the restrictions of my license taken away because uh, I don't require I don't require uh, glasses for driving. Uh, but it's a good question. In terms of required, I think it's a very good idea. I don't know if that would be written anywhere that you must if you change your look, change your ID. Um, yeah, I, I actually don't think that it is required, but I think it's a good idea. Okay, so Joe asked the same question. May have been the same person asking that question about towing uh, with two or more passengers while pulling something. Depends on total vehicle length. What happens if you drive without a license? If you're caught, you are charged for driving without a license. If you mean like no license, you don't, you've never been licensed uh, and you can get charged for uh, for that. If you're talking about 
driving a uh, motor vehicle and you forgot it at home, you just don't have the card to surrender, it's a $110 ticket. Um, also, you're not covered under insurance if you are uh, driving without an actual license. If you're not, you're unlicensed. Uh, that is a big deal. Someone wants to know about towing two trailers at once. It's called tandem towing. Uh, generally speaking, it is it is restricted to commercial vehicles and uh, and and certain vehicle lengths. So it's not entirely uh, prohibited, but it is restricted. And I don't think pickup trucks can do it. Um, lots of people want to do it. I, I think it's a horrible idea. Can I drive a golf cart on the street? Uh, there's a pilot project coming in that certain vehicles will be permitted. I don't think golf carts qualify. Uh, certain jurisdictions do allow them, uh, but it's very specific. Toronto is not permitted, for one. You'd have to uh, you'd have to look up uh, um, the HTA and golf cart and find the pilot details. Because there's a slow-moving vehicle, uh, pilot does not include golf carts, but there's some communities that have specific exemptions or, or pilots in place. Mostly, uh, um, I don't even know where it is, but I remember reading about it. So it's some places, yes, most places, no. Are hazard lights needed for any type of pulling over? So pulling over... Uh, you, you turn your hazard lights on so people don't hit you. You're a hazard to mark your place. Are they required? Uh, no, you don't get a ticket for not having hazard lights. But very often happens as you get driven into. So uh, you can pull over and your battery could be dead and your hazard lights won't work. So you don't get a ticket for not having them on. It's just a really good idea. What you're not supposed to do with with uh, hazard lights is turn them on when it rains. Because guess what? We all know it's raining. Chase says, spectating today. Dad used to work here in the 70s as an ice cream guy under the FGX. Ah, okay, this is Chase and what he's doing. So are you solo or are you with the whole fam? Inquiring minds want to know. Uh, who has the right or left turn? Who has the right or left turn at the same time? Who has the right or left turn at the same time? I don't understand. You mean right of way? Um, generally speaking, the right of way goes to the vehicle that's not crossing traffic. So a right turn would uh, usually uh, be in a situation to go first because the vehicle turning left is crossing traffic lanes, opposing direction. Uh, lane splitting and lane filtering, is it legal? We talked about lane splitting earlier. Lane filtering is what uh, this question is about. Are motorcycles allowed to cut into the front of the line at red light? No, there's no law allowing that. Uh, careless driving could be charged. Uh, it's lane filtering and it's prohibited. Okay. Michael confirms McDonald's is Queen and Spadina. So it was Spadina. That was so I was talking about the motorcycle and the kid. It was Spadina. I'm pretty sure that was the intersection. Can you have lights in your wheel well? I, I don't know. I don't know why you'd want to. Um, it's not. You're not allowed to project light, and there's very specific colors. Like you can't have flashing red light being emitted. Like you're looking for problems. Uh, but at the end of the day. There is um, there are laws that prohibit shining light forward other than white or yellow back, other than yellow or red, um, flashing intermittent uh, red light anywhere. It's a bad idea. Like there's certain things that are that that I get the idea of customizing, 
it doesn't look that good, and it certainly will get you a lot of negative attention. So whether you end up with tickets for it or not, I, 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 depends on how it's installed. I just think it's a bad idea. Okay. Do police look for consistent job stability before applying to the academy? Yes, you want to be someone who shows employment and or education for a consistent period of time. Like, like you, you got out of school, you should probably have a job. If, uh, if you don't have a job, you should be in school. If you uh, are not working, you're not in school, you should probably be volunteering. Something. You can't just be sitting at home playing video games. That, that will hurt your application, I, I would think. And I'm not a recruiter, but that's my understanding. Oh, Akela's okay, taken off because his message, although we're it's like 20 minutes ago, uh, he's going. Uh, Kayla's missing tomorrow's show due to appointments. That's sad to, sad to hear. Uh, question from TikTok. Does military service count towards applying for police service? It does a great job. We, uh, we have recruiters that, uh, well, I, military folk uh, are already used to the, uh, the, the organization of a, of a paramilitary organization. So I, I think that those coming from military service do really well, both as applicants and people, coworkers. Like I think they, they, they do very well applying for police. In the States, it's a huge thing, right? Like uh, people in the States coming out of the military find their way to the police very quickly. Um, th there are many of my coworkers that, are, that have military service, uh, and it's great. They're great guys and gals. Akela, uh, okay, it's like, we'll talk about the stunt driving, but Akela says, stay safe and remember, don't have a good day, have a great day. That is his daily goodbye. Uh, he had to go. Okay. We're at, we're at the 11 o'clock mark. There's a couple other questions that came in afterwards. We'll try and get those too. What can happen if you're caught going 150 kilometers an hour? Um, well, depending on what the speed limit is. So 150 anywhere, regardless of speed limit, is stunt driving. 14-day vehicle impound, 30-day suspension of your license. Uh, you're looking at, on first conviction, a two to, uh, or a one to three-year driving prohibition, uh, a two to $10,000 fine, up to six months in jail, right? Second conviction, uh, you're looking at a two to $10,000 fine, but you're looking at a three to 10-year driving prohibition and up to six months in jail. Third time, you're looking at two to $10,000 fine, lifetime suspension, and uh, up to six months in jail. And if you don't get it, if they, they, they should increase these things. They should be crushing cars. But if you are talking about 150 and 100, you're doing 50 over, or even in 110 uh, kilometer an hour zone, you're doing 40 over, but 150 is that magic number that anywhere it's stunt driving. That's one thing. But if you're doing 150 and a 50, look at criminal charges. Criminal dangerous driving would be absolutely appropriate. So um, bad, bad day for uh, the person caught, but it would be a worse day if they hit and killed someone or caused a collision. Just terrible. Uh, oh, Johnny Nguyen uh, is offering Stephen Bell some tutoring. You rock, Johnny. That's awesome. Thanks for uh, for making that effort uh, with Stephen. Stephen, uh, there's an opportunity, man. There's a possibility that you could work through uh, what's holding you back and, and allow you to, to make it to the next step. Uh, here's a question that came in after the threshold, but they probably didn't hear about the threshold. So let's see what the... Uh, oh, it's a, a I, met a I met a volunteer firefighter at the show, if that was you, uh, it really was a pleasure. Thanks for stopping by the booth. Uh, they, they came by to say, hey. Uh, so Pusha says, uh, I'm from Manitoba, where we are permitted to have red flashing strobes for volunteer firefighter. Do I have to remove the lights when in Ontario, lights would be off, of course. Um, so we have, I mean, you have credentials. You have all those things. You could probably articulate why you have them. Uh, your best not to have them or, or put them are they on top of your vehicle or inside your vehicle, because you could put a shroud on top of them. Um, yeah, putting, putting those on your personal vehicle here, just having them on display is not against the law. Uh, the sirens being involved, installed in your vehicle 
would be, but again, you have credentials that allow you to have them. I think you'd be okay. Um, in Ontario, we have green flashing lights for volunteer fire. And Akela supports that. Cool. Also, thank you for your service. You do a tremendous uh, benefit for your community, and uh, I don't think you guys get enough praise. Volunteer fighters, firefighters, and medics are awesome. Cool. Okay, just uh, more dialogue there. And what is this? Can you get in trouble by your laws on your vehicle if it's not illegal in the states where you live? You mean if you visit here and it's legal where you are, but you visit here, uh, certain things are exempt and certain things aren't. If it's a safety requirement and your vehicle's unsafe by our standards, it's unsafe here and can't be on our roads. There's no, that's like saying, could you drive a vehicle with no floor, um, even if your home state doesn't care, but you drive to a country that actually cares? No, we, we care, we charge you. All right, that is it for questions. We're done. <laughs> Uh, Morris Mike says, great weekend on the Canada 911 ride. You weren't there. No, I wasn't there. Uh, it's one, I've actually never been on that ride. There was talk of me going uh, this past weekend, uh, but then uh, those talks ended and I ended up getting uh, tied up with the, the show, which I'm actually glad we did that. Uh, it was great. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow between 10 and 11, doing it all over again. I, I've got to reach out to the producers and find out if I'm on the air with Jerry on uh, on Wednesday because that's a thing we do on a regular. Every other Wednesday, we join the Jerry Agar Show on News Talk 1010, talking about traffic stuff and things. Uh, dad joke time. If you've got dad jokes, throw them in the comments because I'd love to hear them. Uh, but uh, here's the one from Saturday, Sunday. I'll tear it off so we can talk about it. I have a pen that can write underwater. It can write other words. It can write other words too. What's the next one on the same page? What did the llama say when she was invited to a picnic? Great, I'll pack a lunch. That's all, that was, that was, that was both. I actually, I really like both of those. Those were good. Um, the Monday joke. There's a new Fleetwood Mac GPS out. It's absolutely useless. Every time I try and get directions, it just says, you can go on your own way. <laughs> okay. I like it, but you got to know what the Fleetwood Mac song is uh, to, to get it. I don't know. Any dad joke earlier from Zombie? I'm scrolling back. I missed it. Uh, dad joke, hey. To whoever stole my glasses, I'll find you. I have contacts. That's awesome. <laughs> you've given me a number of jokes that were based on theft and finding and i th that's awesome that's one of my favorites actually yeah you've, you've you really raised the bar zombie good jokes good 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 Oh, uh, user seven lots of digits says, my motorcycle was stolen and I reported it to the RCMP outside of reporting to insurance. Anything else? Not really. Um, it is uh, It is one of those things where you, uh, uh, you report it and you go to your insurance and chances are you move on with your life because it's probably not coming back and that's a sad, sad situation. Sorry for your loss. I know motorcycles, vehicles in general are so personal. Um, if, unless, you, unless you have one, you generally don't appreciate just how, um, just how in, in, personal it is, how much you love those those vehicles. It, it, it often, you just can't replace them. Like all my bikes, I would have been upset about. Uh, okay. 
<laughs> Corny and terrible. Right on. That's us. All right, let's see here. Uh, Party says, can we request to speak to traffic sergeant and request a blitz in the area? So you can certainly make calls to, uh, to your local police division. It is a local police division in, 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 in situation. That's who does the uh, the local stuff. If you're talking about a major issue, you think there should be a blitz on a certain thing, you can certainly talk to, uh, to traffic services. But the best way to do it is tps.ca, make a report about a local neighborhood issue, and that's when they can, you know, assign officers to respond. And a question from Noah. I can't actually see this question. Here we go. Uh, I see so many people merging on the highway going way too slow. I saw someone merge going 65 kilometers an hour and almost getting rear-ended by a dump truck. Just wanted to bring that to your attention, uh, bring that to light, that going too slow is a dangerous as well. Yes, going too slow when merging is dangerous, absolutely. Um, but going too slow is not doing the speed limit. There's too many people going too fast, making it dangerous for people to follow the law. That's totally unacceptable. And I think that is something that people don't understand. Speeding's dangerous. Driving is inherently dangerous. You make it more dangerous for everybody when you speed and drive aggressively. Uh, so it's a complicated problem. Something that I said I was going to talk about earlier and didn't. Motorcycle safety. Uh, we've been seeing an increase in collisions, serious injuries, and even death when it comes to motorcycle riders. So what's causing it? Is it that they're... I put up a video about it. But I, you can all watch that. But essentially what we're seeing is vehicles, motorcycles specifically, going very, very fast. And they're appearing out of nowhere. Cars are looking both ways, making sure it's safe, and they start moving. And a, and a, and a, a motorcycle traveling like bullet speed makes contact with that vehicle. And, yeah, it destroys cars, and it causes collisions, and it's utter mayhem. But those riders are not doing very well. We're doing emergency runs. They're clinging to life uh, on a shoestring. They're, they're, they're not doing well. The choice to drive like an idiot is one only the rider can make. But there's so many riders making bad decisions, uh, I think is worthy of discussion. We, we need people to slow down. If you know a motorcycle rider, share with them the fact that we are seeing too many people dying and getting seriously injured, life-altering injuries, because they are impatient. And if you're at it, ask them to show their license plates too. Uh, a lot of pathetic people who are hiding from the police while doing stupid things on motorcycles. It's, it's really annoying. Uh, we are catching people. Uh, we're charging people to the full extent of the law. Um, but they're acting like children by hiding their license plates and doing dumb things. Just saying. Anyway, it's been a pleasure. It's been my absolute pleasure to spend time with you. I love it. I, I'll be back tomorrow to do it again. 10 a.m. to 11 a.m., even though we made it to almost 11.30 today. And today, we will end our show just like every other show with a song, a traffic song. Have a good one. traffic flow watch for pedestrians look out for bikes and don't drive like a jerk that no one likes yellow light red light green light driving safely is the way to go put down your cell phone nobody needs you to text and drive on the dvp yellow light red light green light go stop at stop signs look both ways then go Seatbelt, save your life indeed. And watch your driving. Don't speed. Yellow light, red light, green light, go. Driving safely is the way to go. Don't drink and drive or smoke some weed because you might go to jail and not get free. Yellow light, red light.
I got to put Optimus back over in the back. He's on my desk for some reason. I have no idea. Um, just addressing this comics, I couldn't agree more. Per people don't pay attention for motorcyclists. I do the speed limit. They've been cut off multiple times or they merge into my lane way too close. 100% because drivers suck. Whether they're in a car, a truck, a motorcycle, people are out to lunch. So you have to be the better person when you're riding a bicycle or a, or a motorcycle because they're not paying attention. But that is totally separate than what I was commenting on originally. Uh, riders have a big part to play. If you are uh, assuming everybody else is going to do the right thing and you get hurt, that's one thing. Uh, if you're driving like a maniac and get hurt, that's another. So uh, we have to be switched on as riders. I mean, I'm a professional rider, motor squad, uh, riding for over 30 years. Yeah, you got to be completely switched on, but not driving like a maniac. Anyway. Uh, that's it. I'm out. Have a great one. See you tomorrow. Ciao for now.